This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to my favorite murder, the mini episode. This is where we read your crazy, funny stories back to you. This is the easy one. This is easy for us. God, we love this one. Ugh, let's get to it. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> um, okay, then I'll read the one that says... What just happened? You like had your pen out yep, and I had it already. Shit this happens every time. Everything I, was ready. I have a problem with spatial organization. <laughs> the subject line of this one is that time I accidentally did cocaine for the FBI. <laughs> hey y'all. Love it already. Perfect. All of it's perfect. It's an early Friday afternoon and our chief, she's fucking in it. She's like, look, she knows we don't want anything else. Mm -mm. It's an early Friday afternoon and our unit chief gets a call that a high priority piece of evidence is being flown down to us on the FBI jet. Apparently a plane that landed at Boston's Logan Airport was subjected to a TSA dog search team Mm. for explosives. Mm. And one of the dogs sat when he walked by the plane's bathroom, meaning that he had sniffed out explosives. boy or girl and the handlers uh the handlers did some digging around and found white powder hidden in one of the compartments near the toilet they freaked out that the dog had found explosives contacted the fbi for help and got the case started fade back to me fade back to fade me back in quantico virginia oh this is an email from clarice wow. starling <laughs> Um, fade back to me in Quantico, Virginia, the newest chemist in the forensic laboratory explosives unit. Oh my God. Loving it. Day one. Um, I'm Miss Eager Beaver wanting to fight crime and do my part to save the world. Amen. Uh, meanwhile, all my seasoned, in parentheses, maybe jaded coworkers mm. look at their watches, see that it's three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, dump the assignment on the new girl and get in later days out of there. <laughs> I, Open the box and find a large block of packed white powder. Right off the bat, I think this is kind of strange because the field agent mentioned that they thought it was an explosive called P-E-T-N. Those are all capital letters. Okay. P-E-T-N. Peaton. Peaton. It's not Peaton Manning's. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just make that up? I made it up and I did it like wow. that's what you do, but you do it like really fast oh, and no. conversationally. I'm impressed. I just struggled like a like a drowning man to find Pete and Manning. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting somewhere. <sighs> it's not common to find large blocks of Pete. <laughs> per standard protocol, I weigh the material and record it in my evidence book. 500 grams. The first chemical test I do is called the burn test. You take a small amount of suspected suspected explosive Mm -hmm. in a little metal spoon and you hold a lighter underneath. And if the substance is an explosive or other accelerant... That's also how you smoke meth. (laughs) Right? Um, It will burn. 
So if it's an explosive it, it or an accelerant, it'll oh. burn. If it doesn't burn, it means it's not an accelerant or it's mixed with some kind of stabilizer. When I hold the lighter up to this stuff and it doesn't burn, it kind of melts. Then it bubbles a little bit. You can probably see where I'm headed uh-huh. here. Slightly confused by that result, I take a small amount of powder over to one of our super fancy test machines called an ATR. For about a minute, I'm waiting while the computer does its magic, waiting, then the results come back. 99.99% positive match for cocaine. That's pure shit. Right? Yes, that's right. I had just free-based cocaine <laughs> in a lab at the FBI. Oh, my God. And now I'm all alone with half a kilo of cocaine. Oh, my God. <laughs> on a Friday afternoon, newbie in the group, not knowing what to do. Luckily, I managed to track down a chemist in the drug unit down the hall and fill him in on the details. He takes some of the powder and performs a chemical odor, a chemical color test, confirms that it is indeed cocaine, and locks it in the drug safe. The icing on the cake is that... Uh, while he was doing the color test, I noticed that my lips were feeling numb. Oh my God. <laughs> Apparently a side effect of free basing cocaine. That's like the purest cocaine too. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know if that meant that was the purity or oh. if it was the match. Shut like, up. I get it. But I, I love your dream of totally pure cocaine, <laughs> like straight out of the tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Colombia. That's what my, that's my thoughts. Pulled fresh from the ground Ooh, in Colombia. I called the agents in Boston to fill them in on my results. And guess what? Their explosive sniffing dog was a newly trained, af- was newly trained after a former cr- career, as you guessed it, a drug sniffing dog. Bad boy. Moral of the story, dogs may be really fucking smart, but they definitely aren't specific. <laughs> anyway, the following Monday, I had to fill out a statement about what happened just in case I got sent for a random drug test. Oh my god. <laughs> Needless to say, my coworkers had a lot of fun at my expense for quite some time after that. Thanks so much for reading my story. Stay sexy, don't get murdered, and don't freebase unknown white powders, <laughs> Lydia. Oh, Lydia, that's fucking cool. That's good shit. You're cool. That's that good, pure shit that she just sent us. Yeah, she sent us that 99.9%. We just rubbed that shit on our gums. <laughs> Thanks, Lydia. Okay. This is called Great-Great-Grandma's Deathbed Confession. Yes. Hey, guys. I was recently having a text conversation with my mom when out of nowhere she texts, you know your great-great-grandma confessed on her deathbed that she poisoned her hubby. (gasps) To which I replied, what? Tell me everything. (laughs) Her husband, whose nickname was Blackjack, was always spending all their money on his vices, cheating on her, and coming home at 2 a.m. drunk off his rocker. He would demand that she get up and make him something to eat upon his return every morning. And being a dutiful wife of the 1940s, she would get up and feed him. Afterwards... This is before Del Taco. I know, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, Vince has already offered to bring me home tonight. <gasps> oh, you got to. Is he poisoning me, though? No, he's loving you. Okay. Uh, afterwards, he would pass out on the kitchen floor and she would go back to bed. They also had two young children he was never around and when he was he was always drunk so one morning he came home around 3 a.m smelling of woman's perfume and lipstick smears on his face reeked of cigars and alcohol Ooh, cigars cigars <laughs> and it's been his entire paycheck that he received that afternoon he oh once, dude <laughs> i know like can you be a more typical fucking he once again demanded that she get up and cook him some food so she got up cooked him a meal like he wanted and added a special ingredient called poison shit when he passed out on the kitchen floor she just left him there the next morning she called the police and ambulance and an ambulance claiming she had found him dead in the kitchen 
Since Blackjack had a notoriously bad reputation around town and forensics wasn't a thing yet, they just assumed he died of his vices. My great-great-grandmother never remarried, and being the devout Catholic she was, spent her entire life praying for forgiveness, but never confessed until she lay dying at age 97. Shit! I'm 42 years old, and my mother just told me the story. I wonder what other juicy secrets my mother's keeping from from me. My investigation is ongoing. (laughs) SSDGM Mandy. Yes. Oh my god I love that like Well it's also just We sit on this show telling horrible Stories that we have the exact Opposite feeling of and then you get one Story that it's like that was my great great grandmother And you're like yeah fuck yeah (laughs) Yeah and it's like Okay yeah we got it I don't mind yeah you got away with it Yeah all right your turn Ready Mm -hmm. You better hear about the same one over (laughs) I'm like, I can't do papers anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. Garbage. Uh, this subject line is garbage men are first responders, too. Ooh. Yep. Hey. My mom grew up in the Bronx <laughs> and was in the second grade during the mid-60s. And like every other seven-year-old, she was walking home the few blocks to go home for lunch alone. Oh, my God. Why was she walking alone in the Bronx? Why were the Catholic school nuns allowing her to go home for lunch? My mind is blown at how trusting the world was. Is it trusting, trusting or stupid? Or just didn't give a single shit about children. Yeah. Giving a shit about children, we've said it before, is very new. Yeah. It's from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just because they figured out they could make money off of us because of Pac-Man. The reason this is probably, oh, the reason this is probably frowned upon today is because of that bad shit, uh, uh, the bad shit that happened when children were allowed to do these things. Cue potential kidnapper. As my mom was walking, an older kid grabbed her by the mm. arm and said, you're coming with me. In retrospect, my mom thinks this kid was probably only about an eighth grade boy, but at the time, he seemed like the most terrifying man on earth. Uh As the boy begins to lead her away, she's seven years old. I know. My mom is in shock, crying, resisting the boy. All This next sentence is all caps. Well, who should save the day other than the local garbage man? (laughs) Out on his daily duties. The man saw my mother in distress and approached both her and the boy when asked what was wrong the boy quickly jumped in and said that this was his little sister and she was just being difficult but the garbage man all caps again but garbage man saw past his lies yes garbage man (laughs) seriously sanitation worker sanitation worker this guy oh yeah this was back in the 60s so they were still called garbage men that's probably how the mom told the story right seriously this guy must have been a clever as fuck because his response was I'd like each of you to whisper your last name <gasps> into my ear right now. Which could seem creepy, but it's not because he's saving the day. That's exactly right. It can't go in every direction at all times. <laughs> yeah, but my <clears throat> brain does. <laughs> <clears throat> when the boy would only respond with, it's the same as hers, oh. and refuse to give up the last name, the garbage man somehow convinced the boy... It was in his best interest to leave my mother alone Mm. right away, Mm. and he did. Mm. The garbage man made sure my mom made it home safely. Uh, Was it really safer to trade an eighth grade boy out for an unknown man? (laughs) Not sure. But in this case, he is the hero. (laughs) They did it too. It's not just you, Georgia. I love it. My mom doesn't remember much other than being so scared she literally pissed her pants (gasps) and that her mother showed very little mercy and actually made her walk back to school Uh. after lunch. 
Again, what the fuck is this world? However, her respect for garbage men remains to this day, and she uh, has been sure to instill the same respect in me as well. You never know when your garbage man or what did you say? Sanitation, Sanitation worker, worker. Uh, may become your f- first responder. You know, that's fucking true because Two. sanitation workers are out on the street early in the morning. Eyes and ears. I bet it fucking happens all the time. I bet. Eyes and ears. Love the show. You guys make uh, me look like an idiot as I laugh out loud at how relatable <laughs> you are while I'm driving my car. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered and be nice to your garbage man. Jackie. 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 You made us laugh out loud. Yeah, that was awesome. Good job. Also, I love that. It's maybe that's the thing that people tell those stories and the stories that don't get heard is back then because children were out wandering. Yes, there were pervs and bad things happened. But also, there were people who were paying attention. Yeah. That's kind of nice to hear one of those stories. All the people who didn't get murdered. Yeah. And didn't murder. A hundred percent. This one's called, That Time an Escaped Murderer Got Loose in Our Town. (gasps) Hello, both human and non-human acquaintances. Have I got a story for you. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a sophomore in high school, we got put on lockdown. It turns out that a convicted murderer broke out of a vehicle that was transporting him from prison to an airport nearby. That's the movie The Fugitive. Oh, shit. (laughs) The prisoner was Derek Capozzi, who was convicted in 2005 for assisting them assisting in the murder and then chopping up uh Island uh, Sylvan wait Island Silva in Massachusetts after the gang was worried she would cooperate with authorities I think this is like a hitman thing oh yeah is yeah. that what you're thinking no good um <laughs> I thought this was similar to one you read remember where the girl goes to court with her reporter boyfriend and then yeah is bored And then that's the thing, but it's probably not the same. Somehow he unlocked the back of the van, got out of his shackles, hopped out, and hid. Now, rural Kentucky is not equipped to handle the fuckery of an (laughs) ex-mafia-slash-drug gang escapee. We didn't go to school for a few days, but our entertainment was watching the news, reporting on new sightings. I shit you not, this one guy saw him and thought he was just a really big muskrat. Question mark, question mark, question what? mark. I can't find the clip, but it was incredible. <laughs> Someone please fucking tweet that to us. <laughs> After three days, they hadn't caught him. So they assumed he was gone and we returned to school. When they did finally catch him, he was found at my in a dentist's office before they had opened. It was literally across the street from my high school. Whoa. They checked the computer he was on in the office and his history consisted of google maps and porn stay sexy and don't move to a rural town near an airport nicole whoa (laughs) hey karen you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing i do i know it well well while there's no cure for stress therapy can help shape your response to it and since may is mental health awareness month there's no better time to try talkspace when you sign up for talkspace you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist typically within 48 hours forbes rates talkspace as the number one online therapy platform plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies once you meet your therapy goals or if you want to cancel for any reason talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and 
be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in made in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. This last one is actually, uh, if you all remember from, it is not long ago, I don't think, but last we, week's Ireland show. Okay. Live show. The live show we posted In would Dublin. be last week. Yeah. Um, and I did, uh, the Stony Batten Strangler, which is also known as Billy in the Bowl. Right. So we got an email, subject line Billy in the Bowl. From one Bobby Ahern, who I talk, Ahern, I was corrected on the pronunciation of that. Um, but I talked about him because, uh, 
I learned most of the story of Billy and the Bull and the Stony Mountain Strangler from this guy who just tells stories. He tells local Dublin stories on a video series on YouTube, and he's a charming, lovely man. So here's the email. Hi, Karen and Georgia. This is Bobby Ahern from Dublin, (laughs) whose video you cited in your discussion. I wish he had recorded this because I bet his fucking accent's so good, right? It's the best. Well, you can look at it. You can look him up on YouTube. Okay. Um, But it's really like this. You know, it's really really like that. Uh... (laughs) Oh, did I say Stony Batten? It's Stony Batter. Um, this is Bobby Ahern from Dublin, whose video you cited in your discussion of the Stony Batter Strangler. I was very excited when I heard that you had been yapping about Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect word for it. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed finally getting to hear it yesterday. Oh, my God, he heard oh. it. I actually have a book that I wrote about Billy wow. and a ton of other interesting characters from Dublin history. Um, then he does a live link, but here, if you want to look up his book, I would recommend it. He's a very interesting person to listen to talk to. So I bet reading his words would be good too. It's HTTPS colon <laughs> forward slash forward slash Bobby Ahern, which is B O B B Y A H E R N E dot com forward slash my dash book. Okay. The majority of them are not murders. And then in parentheses, all caps. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I'd love to get a couple copies to you. Yes. As a thank you for the mention. <laughs> if you think you'd be into that, hit me with an address and I'll send them on over. Smiley face. Cheers, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. I love that. I love when people we mention on the podcast don't get mad at us. I know. And also, I... And we've talked about this before. I always forget yeah. it's going to be released to the public. And then all those people, like I've had friends who go, uh, ever since you mentioned me on the podcast, like people keep talking about it. Like Paul Danke, when I was like, yeah. Paul Danke is going to come to the Halloween show. And then he texted me that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I have no memory of what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he had to tell me what the we context didn't was. We didn't know this was going to be a thing. We still don't know it's a thing. <laughs> We're still We're trying are- to get it, a- it-, it wrapped our brains wrapped but around for it. We think we're just talking to our friends because we are. That's it just right. turns out there's a lot of you. Yeah, I think it's best to not really take it in. I agree. I'll just, but I am going to stop saying lascivious things about uh, professional investigators I see on television. <laughs> That's never happening again. I well, will fucking assure you. I think that. that it was a positive outcome, though. Oh, good point. Though. Yeah, but positive but embarrassing outcome. Well, listen, you're fucking sacrificing yourself for Look, the, the good I of the holes. I give it all for the holes. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Send your stories to my favorite murder at Gmail. I think it's a good idea if you have garbage man stories. Oh, garbage. I'm sorry. Sanitation worker stories. If you're a sanitation worker and you found... I want to know the crazy shit you found as a sanitation worker. Yeah, we've asked for this once before, haven't we? Well, I didn't... My needs weren't met, so... <laughs> Clearly, I need you to. Clearly, there's no sanitation workers listening to this because they have fucking hard jobs. And when they get done, they don't want to listen to stupid women. What was it? Yapping? Yapping. (laughs) But I would argue, and if you know a sanitation worker that you can make this argument to, what better to go along with the grinding noise of a, of your dump truck crushing garbage in the uh-huh. back than a couple of gals with vocal fry yapping. A hundred percent. And they, they might like it. That's exactly right. Um, uh. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for oh, listening. Yeah. Oh, thanks for listening. Stay sexy. <laughs> Don't get murdered. <laughs> goodbye. Now we no. goodbye. Elvis, want cookie? Ooh. Wow. Good boy.